Welcome to another episode of the Wide Teams Podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers. Located on the web at wideteams.com and on Twitter at Wide Teams. This is episode 40. I'm your host, Avdi Grimm. One from the archives today. I was going through my interview notes recently and discovered an interview from almost exactly a year ago, which I'd somehow neglected to post. It's an interview with Mike Leone of Panoptic Development, and I'm very happy to finally bring it to you. Enjoy. Hey, this is Avdi Grimm with WideTeams.com, and I'm talking today with uh, Mike Leone. Is that how you say your, na- say your name? Uh, it's Leone. Leone, Mike Leone, uh, of Panoptic Development. Uh, Mike, uh, thanks for talking to me. Yeah, you're welcome. It's great to be here. Thanks. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do. Sure. Um, I'm Mike Leone, and I'm yeah, I'm one of the founders of uh, Panoptic Development, and um, I'm also um, in charge of engineering for the company. Um, so we do um, software engineering primarily um, with open source technologies. So we do a lot of web development in the Ruby and Python languages. We also do some mobile application development and um, some systems engineering and systems integration work for Linux-based systems. Mm-hmm. Now, um, how big is your, is your company? Um, we have four partners who are all full-time. There are two of us here in Providence, Rhode Island, and there are two of us in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And we have a network of about five consultants um, throughout the country that we work with on a part-time basis. Hmm. Okay, so um, Rhode Island, San Francisco, and then uh, consultants uh, spread around. How did that happen? Sure. Um, so, of Panoptic, uh, the three of us, um, Shannon, Peter, and I, um, all used to work at a startup in Providence called um, Public Display, and that was in 2006. So we've been working together for about... Um, about five years, and um, Public Display started as a product company. So we were actually making a consumer calendar application, you know, sort of for the general public. But we always did consulting on the side. So um, in 2010, um, we decided to branch off and incorporate Panoptic Development to focus solely on client work. Um, mm-hmm. And at that point, um, one of us had already moved to San Francisco. So we knew we were going to be um, a distributed team at that point. And so... Um, Sort of as, as soon as we started focusing solely on the client work, we, um, you know, we had to start sort of refining our processes to, to work as effectively as possible as a, you know, a completely distributed team. Mm. So, so you just, um, you just went right into that. I mean, you, you, there was no question of you were just going to keep doing what you were doing despite, despite uh, separating out to different parts of the country. Right. Yeah. And when we were in public display, um, you know, it was a startup, so people were pretty open-minded and generally pretty friendly to working remotely, like. Um, Everyone had always pretty much been working remotely at least a few days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a pretty easy transition to go to sort of uh, fully remote. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what did you learn during that transition? What were the changes that you had to make? Um, I guess it, it's kind of hard to say. I guess we sort of had to um, get better at the things we were sort of already doing. Like um, in our old company, like, for example, we had done um, 
you know, daily stand-up meetings. And those were usually, you know, in our central office, but we also had folks calling in. But we sort of had to change our process and move that to um, to IRC. And then our, you know, our daily sort of stand-up meetings that we do every day now happen completely on IRC. We also had to kind of um, uh, think more about how we did business development, for example, in our old company. You know, we had one central office with, you know, dedicated folks development, and there wasn't that much need for um, the sort of more robust sort of dispersed communication. So we started having to think more about the tools we were using. So now for business development, um, we use high rise and all of our, you know, bids on software projects, proposals, stuff like that. That's all collaborative. We do lots of it in Google Docs, stuff like that. So sort of the entire process from business development to communication to client communication to the engineering work itself is all, um, you know, fully distributed, and we've had to select tools that really facilitate that. Mm-hmm. And so you said you now you have, uh, you know, you have a network of consultants. Uh, how did you develop that? How did you do um, start working with with people that were not local? Right. Um, so, well, some of the first consultants were folks that we had worked with at previous companies who had just sort of since moved. Like we had a designer who used to work with us in Providence and had since moved to um, Los Angeles. And um, we had a good relationship with her, so um, we just sort of continued working with her. But otherwise, um, you know, we meet lots of folks going to conferences, stuff like that. So we always try to network as much as we can. And, um, you know, if we meet someone who is, say, a freelancer or interested in picking up some remote work, um, we'll sort of talk to them and, um, you know, hopefully get them uh, working on a project, whether it's just some small work to begin with and then sort of ramping up from there. Mm-hmm. So do I guess a variety of sources. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on... on um Integrating somebody new into a distributed team. I mean, do you have any any um, particular practices that you do to make that happen? Yeah, sure. Um, so um, Panoptic kind of has a pretty decent spread of new project work and ongoing clients, and we think, especially for software engineers, um, that maintenance work is um, is great for bringing on new um, new folks because um, mm. there's usually lots of small tasks that um, you can sort of um, gauge someone's skill level and what kind of communicator they are with, right. that, with that sort of stuff. And then, um, you know, you can, you can usually transition from there either to just bigger tasks on maintenance projects and then um, sort of to new projects. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I would say that everyone that we work with, even the part-time consultants, we usually have a goal of sort of eventually bringing them on to the company either as a partner or in a more um, full-time context. So usually the folks that we talk to, um, they usually at least express, express some interest in um, sort of being more active in the company and maybe eventually tra- transitioning to a full-time role. Mm. How long have you been doing this now, um, operating as a distributed company? Um, I guess since, um, let's see, January 2010. Yeah, we incorporated Panoptic at the beginning of 2010. Okay. Describe for me, if you would, just like a day in the life of, you know, working together uh, remotely. Sure. Um, so... Sort of, um, I guess folks get up whenever they get up. We have, we have folks in multiple different time zones, and um, we have people who are both, you know, morning morning people and night people. So everyone's sort of getting up at different times, and you know, they just start doing client work on their own. But then um, at 1 p.m. Eastern every day, we have our um, we have our IRC meeting, which is um, you know very similar to um, a sort of stand up meeting or like you know the, the scrum meetings where everyone just kind of goes around and talks about um, what they've been working on in the past day. Uh, what, what they're going to be working on over the next day and, you know, sort of any problems they've been having um, or anything they need help on. Mm-hmm. And um, we sort of go from there, and then we, um, we typically will just continue working on client work or maybe business development um, for the rest of the day. I mean, and in terms of collaboration, say, between different engineers, uh, 
you know, intercompany communication that's real time, I would say 80% of that is usually happening on IRC or over IM. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the other 20% is, um, you know, maybe one-on-one phone calls or, um, you know, conference calls over free conference call or, or Skype, things like that. Um, yeah, so I mean, on a day-to-day basis, yeah, it's usually stuff like that. And then just a lot of sort of client work and we're always, you know, looking forward to new projects. So we're, we do a lot of business development, writing proposals, um, stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then I guess we have other sort of practices that we use that aren't necessarily on a daily basis, but like we usually have a, a company-wide check-in and that's always over the phone. And that's like once a week, every Monday we do that. And that's, I guess, somewhat similar to the, the daily meetings, but I mean, of course, they're a little bit longer, usually closer mm-hmm. to an hour. And instead of just focusing on the issues of the day, we're kind of looking at the medium term and thinking more about, um, you know, what's happening this week and this month. So the focus isn't just on what the immediate client issues are, stuff like that. We usually have this weekly meeting where we talk about um, what kind of projects are in the pipeline, what new business is coming up. Um, and that's usually the time where we'll bring up strategy changes. So we'll have this weekly call, and that's usually a great forum for folks to bring up things like, you know, I think we need to change the messaging on our company website, or maybe... Um, you know, we need to change the way we're thinking about business development for these types of clients, something like that. So, um, yeah, I would say on a day-to-day basis, you know, it's very client-focused. But um, then on these less frequent meetings, we usually kind of uh, look look at sort of the bigger picture. Um, so, like I said, we sort of have these weekly meetings. And then um, even less frequently than that, um, we'll have company-wide meetings where we, um, we sort of do different things that are – we think are great for um, remote teams. Like we sort of do a book club, so to speak, which um, I know like uh, folks at Envy Labs have, have talked a lot about where pretty much every month, you know, we'll pick a short book or maybe an article or presentation, podcast, something like that, and um, just sort of discuss it for an hour. And, mm. um, and that's over the that. phone? Yeah, we'll do that over a conference call or maybe over okay. Skype. And, um, you know, there are both engineers and non-engineers um, on those calls, so we don't usually pick purely technical things. Um mm-hmm. It'd be something about, you know, running a consultancy or about uh, just some, like, for example, we've picked um, talks that um, Obi Fernandez had done when he was at HashRocket about consulting. I think we actually, um, I think we did one of the Y Teams podcasts one month, too. I think uh-huh. the, uh, okay. yeah, the, the, the Shane and Peter one. Yeah, we, we talked about that. That was pretty fun. And, um, you know, we do sort of things like that once a month. Other sort of infrequent things we do um, are... Um, you know, post-mortems in the traditional software engineering sense, you know, mm-hmm. once a client project wraps up or um, maybe once we've hit a big milestone, again, we'll all get on a conference call or on Skype and, um, you know, sort of discuss what worked and what didn't work with a project and how we can use what we learned to improve our processes for, for future projects. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess another thing we do sort of um, our code reviews, and that's just for um, usually the engineering team, but we'll use a combination of something like... Um, Skype with screen sharing, or we've used um, View, another web application for screen sharing, to sort of, um, you know, pick snippets of code that we want to um, review or improve and um, discuss them with other engineers. So um, what do you think of, of View? That's one of those tools that I haven't really had a chance to use. I mean, I've, I've played with it, but I've never gotten a chance to actually use it with a team. Um, I think it's it's pretty decent. I think we've, we generally had pretty good results with it. Um, Lag hasn't been too bad, and it's also cross-platform, which is great for us because we have um, like management folks who are on Windows machines, and we have the engineers who are all on Ubuntu laptops or on Macs. So right. um, it just works for everyone. So so that's really great. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's 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 uh, very hard to find. In my experience, it's very hard to find decent cross-platform collaboration tools. So um, 
I'm always, yeah, I'm always drawn to them when I see them. Right, especially um, multi-person video chat. We haven't found anything that works. We've <laughs> never been able to succeed in that. So we can do one-on-one video chat or all our company-wide conference calls are always audio only. Right, yeah. I, I laugh because um, I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, um, I've, I've used a few things, but really the world is still waiting for that uh, that killer um, multi, multi-party, multi-platform um, video chat app. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let me know if you find it. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> Um, so, um, all right. So, so you've, you've got the IRC going. Um, that's cool. That's kind of old school. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people I talk to are going to something like campfire or, or hip chat or something like that. It's, it's cool. Right. Yeah. We've kind of been, exper- we've experimented with those for years and everything. And I guess, um, people just don't like at our company, at least people just don't want chat tools that, that run in the browser. They, they so want dedicated apps that they can always have running, um, for chat stuff and, yeah, I mean, IRC is pretty old school, but um, everybody knows how to use it. Everybody likes it, so it's it's fun. We have our little IRC bot that um, that makes jokes and stuff in the uh, in the channel, so it's it's a good time. That's great. I remember when when the the first company that I was at that that uh, introduced Campfire, I was the one that was the guy going, "What's wrong with IRC?" So <laughs> right, <laughs> it's great to hear some folks are still using that. Um, yeah, so. Um, I don't know. I mean, are there any? We, we've talked about like you know how it was a pretty easy transition. Were the, were there any particular challenges that you you know humps that you had to get over, or is it is, has it pretty much been been smooth sailing? Um, I, I would say in general it's gone pretty well. I'd say some things that have happened. I think we've um, we've tried to bring on new um, new folks to work on projects, and in some cases I think we could have picked better projects to transition them with. Like I mentioned, we usually pick maintenance projects as ideal. Right. For new folks, but we we have had new client projects where we um where we brought someone new on right away, and I think that ended up being too risky of a choice in some cases, okay. and um we sort of had to eventually change and bring someone different on. But um yeah, but overall, I think it's being really careful about the way you, you bring on new hires, um, especially okay. folks that you have to, you've never even seen, um, and I, I guess that's one thing. Um, I think what else. Again, I think it's just getting really consistent about using the tools and processes that you use. Like I mentioned, mm-hmm. we usually have a weekly check-in um, over Skype or conference call. Um, there, but there, uh, I think toward the beginning, right after we incorporated, we didn't have those processes in place. So we'd sort of do the daily IRC check-in, but we didn't have like rigorous processes for the other communication we did beyond that. And um, since we sort of put those things in place, things have been a lot smoother and project visibility has kind of been a lot better throughout the company. Mm-hmm. Do you ever uh, get together as a team in all in one place? Um, yeah, usually when we get a chance. I mean, I guess it's like we have one um, one uh, fellow that works for us as a consultant part time, and he's in Florida, and I don't think he's ever met the whole team. But as for the, the main partners in San Francisco and in uh, Rhode Island, yeah, usually um, at least once a year, I think we all kind of get to meet um, the, the folks that are in San Francisco right now. At least the partners have um, have roots in Rhode Island; they either have family here or went to college here, so, so they're back here every once in a while. Um, and like, uh, I was in San Francisco a few months ago, for example, and I got to, um, meet the whole team out there and, um, hang out there for a while and stuff. So, so it's good. And, you know, folks are usually traveling for either, you know, the occasional client meeting or conferences and stuff. So usually we kind of try to find a way to make it work, even if it's not the entire company, just finding a way to, um, sort of get some FaceTime with your partners that are in there. Now, I, I apologize if I already asked this, um, you're, you're all working from home. Okay. Everybody does work from home, at least. Uh, a few days a week, but um, uh-huh. I mean, even though I would consider us fully distributed, the, the company actually has two offices. We okay, have you do have offices. Pro- 
Right. We have an office here in Providence, and we have an office in uh, San Francisco. And um, But, I mean, to us, we're still a fully distributed team. It's not really about whether you rent an office to us or whether or not folks work from home or work in the office. To us, it's really about the processes and whether folks have that freedom to work wherever they want and kind right. of work, work in a way that's good for them or maybe just work in a way that's good for them on a certain day. Uh, you know, I mean, for us, the office is really for, um, you know, when you want a change of scenery, when yeah. you want different kind of work-life separation, or maybe just want to be more sociable for a day, something right. like that. And um, to us, that, that's really the point. It's not really about um, having to be in the office so you can have this face-to-face status meeting or, or anything like that. I mean, the, the only, th- only time really anyone has to be in any given place is for, um, you know, client meetings occasionally. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll ask you what I ask everyone. I mean, uh, what... If you if you if you were talking to somebody who was um, you know thinking about getting their feet wet with a uh, a distributed team either working on one or building one, um, what advice would you have for them? Um, I guess I would say a few things. I would say um, think hard about your tools because having good tools makes all the difference. And um, you know take time to experiment and seeing what you like in terms of um, in terms of um, chat like chat room software. Um, what makes a good tool? What makes a good tool for for a distributed team or a bad tool? Right. Um, I guess something that's easy to use, something that does one thing and does it well, to to use kind of the GNU philosophy. And uh, I guess it's something that just doesn't get in your way and is is easy for everyone to use. So I, so I thought IRC was a great example of that. It's mm-hmm. it runs everywhere. It's it's really easy to use. It it just kind of works for everyone. It's great. Just for for chatting and collaborative chat, and um, you know that's kind of why why it works for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess um, trying to think of a, another other advice that I would give. I guess it would be um, be flexible in your processes, and, and I think I've said this on the podcast before as well. But um, be willing to sort of bend your processes processes to other folks because I mean you know everyone works differently. Everyone usually has a different time of day at which they're most productive, and people like different environments to work in. And I think um, that's really what made um, a distributed team so appealing to us because we had that that sort of diversity and kind of em- embracing that. I think and instead of um, trying to have more rigid processes that cause your employees to try to have to bend to those processes is is worse. And we think. Mm-hmm. What does the future hold for you and, and Panoptic? Do you think in five years are you still going to be working um, on a dispersed team? That's a good question. The, the, the five-year outlook is always um, – <laughs> it's usually incorrect, I guess. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, actually, I, I would think so, though. I mean, I, I would, we're definitely um, always looking to grow the company. So um, I'd like to see us with um, more folks working in the Providence area, more folks working in the San Francisco area. I think those are both good um, sort of hubs for us to do a lot of our client work. Providence is good for us because it's sort of a small city and um, the developer market isn't sort of too crowded like in really big tech cities. It's really close to Boston, New York City. And San Francisco is also uh, great just because it's clearly a giant tech city. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so those are kind of good hubs for us. So we'd like to, I think, grow our presence in each of those cities. But um, also um, we'd like to have more, you know, purely remote folks working for us um, and from anywhere, from, from anywhere in the country or in, anywhere in the world, really. Um, you know, we, we don't want to confine ourselves to specific cities when we, when we look for talent, especially places like San Francisco. I mean, there is a lot of talent around there. There are lots of developers and designers, managers, folks in that whole um, ecosystem, but there's a ton of competition. So mm-hmm. um, it's great to sort of be able to look outward to their hiring and, build, you know, building teams. Right. Oh, very cool. 
Well, uh, before I let you go, uh, are there any uh, other projects or uh, or anything else that you'd like to plug? Um, I haven't been able to work on it uh, in a little while, but um, I'm usually spending the little bit of free time that I do have working on um, open source work for um, improving native Ruby support on the Android platform. And I know like um, the JRuby team has kind of been working a lot on this with like Rubato stuff like that. But um, I've been doing some open source work in um, with scripting layer for Android, which is a kind of a toolkit to run interpreted languages like Python and Ruby on the Android platform. So um, I've been working on a project to basically run a web application off of an Android device to sort of um, make the Android API available over the web. So um, again, I haven't been able to work on this even since um, 2010, but um, mm-hmm. I do have an open source uh, project, um, Broadcast, which is on GitHub, and um, basically lets you run a Sinatra app on the phone that will um, expose um, the camera API and text-to-speech and different services like that um, basically over a network. So um, you can sort of see what your phone sees and tell your phone to do things um, uh, remotely. (laughs) And, um, yeah, it's still alpha-quality software, but um, hopefully uh, next time I have a good block of free time, I'll um, be doing more work on that. Neat. Where can people find out more about you and Panoptic online? Sure. Um, the easiest ways to find out more about us, panopticdev.com, and to follow us on Twitter at panopticdev. All right. Well, uh, Mike, thank you very much for your time. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks. It's been really great. Good talking to you. that is our show today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Wide Teams podcast. For more interviews and articles on dispersed teams and remote work, please visit us on the web at wideteams.com. If you enjoy the show and you're an iTunes user, well, first of all, please uh, subscribe if you haven't already. And, uh, and if you are subscribed, do me a favor and rate the show in the iTunes Music Store so other people can find out how wonderful it is. If you have some experience with remote work and are interested in sharing that experience as a guest on the show or as a guest writer for the Y Teams blog, please get in touch. You can uh, drop me an email at contact at wideteams.com. Or you can just tweet at me at the Wide Teams Twitter account. The Y Teams podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share alike 3.0 license. Our music is by Giles Boquet. Until next week, this is Avdi Grimm, signing off.